Okay, you got it. All right. So uh, anyway, Deuteronomy chapter 1, this book records Moses' address to the people of Israel when they were camped at the valley of whatever. They were at the promised land. They'd already been there, but then they wandered for 40 more years because they said God can't get us in that land. What a disgrace. So they waited around for 40 years till all those unbelievers died. And then here they are. They're back up there again. And at this point, they have already wiped out two big kings and their kingdom. They wiped them out. I mean, it was just no problem. Remember, the generals got so excited, they brought an offering to Moses and said, look, we did a count and we didn't lose a single man. Nobody died. Moses is like, yeah. And he was telling Joshua, look, Joshua, when you go in the land, same thing's going to happen for you. I mean, it's kind of like, what do I get out of this? Well, watch. We're going to wrap it up today, uh, this portion of it. We're going to go all the way to, oh, uh, oh, uh, it's still the same speech. Same speech is going on. Uh, notice he says, when you go to war, okay, vast horses. Notice, look at this, chapter 20. He said, army far greater than yours, don't be frightened. Now, some people, some Christians, well, they'll open up the Bible or they'll hear this from a preacher. Oh, my gosh, you know, what a great verse. Well, it is a great verse, but if you get it all in context, it's for always and forever. You would notice this was part, part, uh, part of your uh, life. Notice the Lord, your God, is with you. The Lord your God is with you. Well, yeah. Amazing. He was with Jacob, Abraham. The same God who brought you, look at this, safely out of Egypt. That's so important because there was dangerous scorpions and serpents in that desert. Before you begin the battle, a priest shall stand before the Israeli army and say, listen to me. And it's, Anyway, I'm not going to get into this, but man, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Look at that. He'll fight with you. He'll give you the victory. The Lord God is going with you. Praise the Lord. Let's keep going. Same speech. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Well, I'll put that in. Look at this. This is part of this. Some people go, oh, I don't understand the Bible. Look at this right here. If a man's testicles are crushed, oh, no, his penis is cut off. What? Well, look at this. He shall not enter the sanctuary. Well, excuse me, that's racist. No, wait a minute. You read the whole thing, you get it. God is having a hard time because He's holy. And He created man to be holy. This was a problem. It was never supposed to be. Now God had a way for mercy. This guy was still blessed, but he could not come into that sanctuary. But guess what? In the New Testament, because of Jesus, we come boldly into the throne of God. No matter if we're missing any parts. Wow. Okay, anyway. So let's just keep cruising. There's some stuff about divorce right there. Amazing. Okay. Now here we go. Now actually, uh, let's see. Here we go. We're all, all the way to... Uh, when uh, he's still speaking, this is just a long speech, but it wouldn't have taken forever. A couple hours, you could hear the whole speech. Okay, uh, when they get to the promised land, land flowing of milk and honey, he's going to tell them right here that uh, half of you are going to stand on one mountain and half on another, and one's going to pronounce blessings, one's going to pronounce curses, okay? Because the point is, your life is supposed to be blessed. It's not supposed to be cursed. Now, we're going to skip that. But that's what happens in 28. All these blessings shall come on you. What amazing blessings. Now watch this. 29. Now this is almost right. This is actually right before Moses is going to die. These are the last words he says. Here we go. Deuteronomy 29. It was on the plains of Moab, we could just say on Monoseno Mountain, that Moses restated the covenant that the Lord made with the people of Israel on Mount, we'll just say, you know, uh, uh, Brindley Mountain. 
He summoned all Israel before them and told them. He didn't summon the men and the ones that could come. Please come to church. This was mandatory. Everybody was there. How many? Like all Atlanta. That's how big a crowd this was. Three million to six million. Okay. Look what he says. You have seen with your own eyes the great plagues and mighty miracles the Lord brought upon Pharaoh and his people in the land of Egypt. Now, they may have been under 20. Well, they were because the ones that were 20 and older have already died. Except Moses. He's 120 years old now. He started at age 80. Remember that? But even yet, the Lord hasn't given you hearts to understand or eyes or ears that you could see. See, they were still having trouble believing the Lord. But watch this. Look what he says in verse 4. Hold it right here. For 40 years, God led you through the wilderness. Your clothes haven't become old. Oh, and your shoes haven't worn out. Praise the Lord. Now, ho, 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 hold up a minute. How can we apply that to ourselves? You got to buy a new car every few minutes? I don't think so. You got to buy a new washing machine every few minutes? I don't think so. Take a look at behind at all the things that you could claim belong to you that you deal with every day and see the deterioration factor. And I guarantee you, you'll see, wow, the Lord's taking care of you. She. Now notice this. The reason he hasn't let you settle down and grow grain for bread, grapes for, oh my gosh, can't say that. Yeah, you can. Grapes for wine. And oh, mercy, strong drink. Like Bob and I were talking about this morning, you know. This bud's for you. Whoopee. So that you would realize it's the Lord your God who has been caring for you. Forty years. They did no farming. They did nothing. I mean, ah, oh, incredible. Now, when you came here, he meant right where they are right now. King Sihon, remember I told you there were two kings that got wiped out. Of Heshbon and King Og of Bashan came out against us in battle, but Israel annihilated them. Now remember, think with me. They were slaves in Egypt. No, they were mighty warriors. They went to school. They did nothing but make bricks. They, had, they knew nothing. Well, they were mighty. No, they weren't. Wow. Anyway, but we destroyed them and took their land and gave it to the tribes of, these are Jacob's sons, Reuben, Gad, and the half-brother tribe of Manasseh. That was Joseph's coat of many color. That was one of his sons. Why'd they do that? Because they thought, you know, we want to go to the promised land, but looks pretty good over here in South Florida. We like this. And Moses said, okay, you can have it, but you've got to fight in the promised land first, then you can come back and take this land. So that was great. So anyway, uh, therefore obey the terms of this covenant so that you'll prosper in everything you do. Thank God, even though it's just four of us here this morning. That's fine. That's fine. Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, there was only Peter, James, and John. And Jesus, that's four. But while they were at it, two more showed up. Remember who showed up? Moses. Whoa. And Elijah. Whoa. Those guys supposed to be dead. No, they weren't dead. And you're not going to be dead either when you pass out of here. You're still going to be living somewhere. Anyway, you'll prosper in everything you do. Now, that's what prayer is about right here. If you're not prospering in everything you do, don't ask the Lord why. Pray to get that fixed, whatever it is. A lot of people today, they won't pray. I found out why. It's because I'm not being a good Christian as I should be. Oh, please, please. Gee, you can't find anybody in the Bible being a good Christian as whatever the bar is set at. You receive these things because of his mercy. Unbelief totally shuts it off. Peter walking on the water, all of a sudden, <gasps> it's windy. <clears throat> He's sinking. Well, it's because he was a sinner. No, it wasn't. It's because he got afraid. 
He told Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, it's me. Come on. I'm going. And on his way, he got distracted with fear. Same thing here. So you just pray no matter what. Because he promised you, you'll prosper in everything you do. Mount Ebal, Mount whatever they were, their blessings and curses, they were shouting them back at each other till they finished them all, saying, okay, we're doomed if we don't believe the Lord, we're, but we're blessed if we do. Okay. All of your leaders, your people, your judges, your administrative officers are standing today before the Lord your God, along with your, there they is, the little ones are not in the nursery, your little ones, your wives, the foreigners that are coming among you, those who chop wood and carry your water. Wow. Everybody in the whole nation. Look at this. You are standing here to enter into the contract with Jehovah, a contract he's making with you today. He wants to confirm you today as his people and to confirm that he's your God, just as he promised your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you can read the stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they are phenomenal. Almost all of them, let's see, Abraham was, Isaac was, Jacob, yeah, yeah. All, four, all three of these guys... Their wives couldn't have kids. Well, Jacob had two. One of them was doing a pretty good job, but, you know, Rachel wasn't. But he prayed and fixed that. And that's where Joseph come from, Joseph and Benjamin. Abraham's wife couldn't have a child, Sarah, but she did. Isaac, Isaac couldn't have a child. He had two. Who were they, Jacob and Esau? Anyway, this contract's not with you alone as you stand before him today. Now, here's us. Watch this. But with all future generations of Israel. Now, remember, the New Testament says we're part of Israel. If ye be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Galatians 3.29. Just listen to Jesus anytime and you'd figure out, you know what, I'm, I'm a Jew. Yeah, yeah. Because we're all, we're all invited to eat at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, surely you remember how we lived in the land of Egypt. Oh, well, we want to stay there. No, 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 no. We don't want to live there. And how we left, we came safely, look at this, through the territory of the enemy nation. See, sometimes we forget about that. They went right by the Moabites, and the Moabites wanted to get them, but they didn't. That's when Balaam wanted to curse them. The Moabite king was saying, hey, Balaam, come here and curse these guys. And boy, God wouldn't allow it. Anyway, and you've seen their heathen idols made of wood, stone, silver, and gold. The day that any of you, notice, well, if you sash your mama, or if you treat somebody ugly, oh, that's what we think today. I'm smoking. I'm losing these blessings. You know? I raise my voice. Oh, please. If you read the book, Jacob raised his voice at his wife. His wife come in there and says, give me kids or I'm going to die. And Jacob flew into a rage. I can't give you kids. God's the one that gives you kids. Jesus turned over the temple. You know, matter of fact, we're going to notice here something about the wrath of God. Well, God needs to go to anger school. No, he doesn't either. He created all of us, and we have fallen so far short. His holiness alone is so, it's the reason people thought if you looked on him, you were going to die. Well, it's, it's about like that. Anyway, let's keep going. The day any of you worship other gods, man, y'all are toast. Anyway, if you turn from the Lord our God who desires and desires to worship these gods of the other nations, that day a root will be planted that will grow into a poisonous fruit. Now, what's he talking about? You can forget your prosperity. You can forget your blessings. It'll all just fly out the window. 
That's the reason today we should be, and we are, we're just trailed with all these blessings. He says, let no one blithely think when he hears these warnings of this curse, because that's what chapter 28 was. Oh, I'll prosper even though I go my own stubborn way. You ain't that lucky. It ain't going to happen. It's Jesus. The Lord won't pardon it. His anger and jealousy will be hot against that man. All these curses written in the book shall lie heavily upon him. And the Lord God will blot his name out from under heaven. Woo! The Lord will separate that man from all the tribes of Israel to pour out upon him all the curses. See today, Christians today, we, the things we're, the troubles we're having, they're all under that curse. And we think, well, the Lord's trying to teach me something. No, uh-uh. Then your children and the generations to come and the foreigners that pass from distant lands, what's going to happen? They'll see the devastation of the land and the diseases that the Lord will have sent upon it. And they'll see the whole lands like alkaline, salt, burned over, wasteland, unsown, without crops, a shred of vegetation, like, well, that never happened. Well, the Bible thinks it did. It did. Notice that there's two more cities. All we think about is Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh-oh. Two more of them were wiped out. Destroyed by the Lord in his anger. Why has the Lord done this to this land, the nations will ask. Why is he so angry? And they'll be told, because the people of the land broke their contract with them by Jehovah, the ancestors of their of the God of their ancestors, when they brought them out, when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. They worshipped other gods, violating his express command. Now think about the Ten Commandments. Which one did they break? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thank God in the Bible belt. We're not guilty of that, you know what I mean? But boy, if we ever decided, you know, that horse goat's pretty good, you know, that I kind of like that devil worship stuff, and witchcraft's pretty cool, you know. Oh, man. Well, I want to give the devil, a, 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 you know, a chance, you know. I'm worship him a little bit on Green Mountain, you know. We're gonna... No. Uh-uh. That's why the anger of the Lord was hot against this land. So all his curses which are recorded in this book broke forth um, upon them. In great anger, the Lord rooted them out of their land and threw them away into another land where they still live today. He's talking about the Israelites. This, is, this was actually going to happen. And actually, if you watch, Joshua is the last book they had it all together because then it, the book of Judges, they all ran for their lives. Bozos? Man, now we could have done it too, but they forgot the Lord. They're worshiping everything. They find, oh, I'm worship you. That's what they were doing, worshiping everything they could find. Man. But the time King David came along, they started regrouping. David got them all back to worshiping the Lord. Solomon got them to worshiping the Lord. But his son Rehoboam, boom, 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 downhill. Hezekiah got them back. And they went downhill again, back and forth. It's funny. Every one of them that were worshiping the Lord, everything was fantastic. They would be delivered from problems. Hezekiah was told, you're going to die. Isaiah, Isaiah. Who are you? Credentials, Isaiah. Well, you're an awesome prophet. That guy came into the king and said, King Hezekiah, you're going to die. Time to put your house in order. <gasps> you know what Hezekiah did? Lord, help me. And before, Hezekiah, before Isaiah could get out of the building, he went back and said, the Lord gave you 15 more years. Praise God. Hallelujah. So anyway, so watch. The, all these things are yours. So anyway... The, uh, let's see, uh, blah, blah, blah. okay, these are secrets the Lord your God has not revealed to us, but these words that he has revealed to us are for us and our children to obey forever. Okay, wow. So, 
all these things we saw, our shoes won't wear out, you know, everything we do prospers. Now, let's jump ahead just a moment. Let's verify something. Let's go to the book, let's see the book of, in the, the book of Romans here. I want to go to chapter 4. Chapter 4 and, uh, actually I want to go to 5 first. Let's go to 5. I know exactly where I want to go here. Let's switch this to the, whoops, switch this back to the King James just a moment. Uh, Romans chapter 5. Verse 9, look at this. Much more. Now remember, we were reading that, you know, God's anger was against these people. Okay? All right? Much more than being justified by His blood. In other words, Jesus has saved us. In other words, He's forgiven us. We shall be saved from wrath through Him. Well, if I'm saved from that wrath, what's that leave? What? Nothing but blessing. Look at this again over in... Uh, Galatians, uh, give me a second, we're going to do First, first Thessalonians, first, chapter 1, verse 10. And await for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which has delivered us from the wrath to come. John three sixteen. So where does this place us? We, the wrath of God's not sitting on you. Look at John 3.16. I'm not going to read it. You know it. God's the love of the world. There it is. Verse 16. Look down at the last verse. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life. You and I today have everlasting life. Look at this. He that believes not on the Son, he's not going to see life. Look at this. But the wrath of God abides on him. This guy can't succeed no matter what. Well, what about us? All that stuff that God said in Deuteronomy is ours. Galatians, just a moment here. Oh. Hmm. Chapter 3, look at this. Oh. Look, there it is right there. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. It's written, curses everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. That's us. Switch this to the Living Bible just a second. Verse 13. But Christ, who has brought us out from underneath the doom of that impossible system, taken the curse for our wrongdoing upon himself. It's written in the scriptures, anyone who's hanged on a tree is cursed. Jesus was hung on a wooden cross. Now God can bless the Gentiles too with this same blessing he promised Abraham. That's what we just read over there. Gosh. Now I know sometimes we think it's too good to be true. Watch this. And we'll stop right here. Look at this. Say, but I just feel like I, I'm letting the Lord down. Listen, we're all letting the Lord down. But the worst thing you could do is go after another God. Don't do it. Just say, Jesus, you know my failures. I'm trusting you to help me. Now, switch this to the King James just a moment. Okay, chapter 4. Uh, let's see. Down here at... Uh, look at this. Oh, where'd it go? Oh... Yeah, look at that. Look at verse 15. He's talking about Abraham here, but he's also talking about the law. Because the law works wrath. For where, the law, for where no law is, there's no transgression. But anyway, notice this. Like, like we noticed, you know, it's that wrath part. I'm worried about that. But we just found out in the next chapter, you're not appointed to his wrath. Let me switch this to the Living Bible. Watch what he actually tells us right here. Oh, starting at verse 15. But the fact of the matter is, when we try to gain God's blessing and salvation by keeping his laws, we always end up under his anger. 
for we always fail to keep them. The only way, look at this, we can keep from breaking laws is to not have any to break. Praise the Lord. That's what happened when Jesus came. Took the whole system away. So look at this. God's blessings are given to us by faith as a free gift. We're certainly not going to get them. We're certainly not going to get them or not, whether we follow Jewish customs or if we, uh, uh, customs, uh, or not. Excuse me, I messed that up. We are certainly to, uh, we are certain to get them whether or not we follow Jewish customs if we have faith like Abraham's. In other words, we're just going to have faith like Abraham did. And Abraham's the father of us all when it comes to these matters of faith. Praise the Lord. Well, anyway, we're about out of time. Praise the Lord. Let me show us one last thing. Makes all the sense. Notice Jesus doesn't ask questions about this woman or anything. He just says, you ought to get healed. That's just the way it goes. Look what he says to this woman. What's her background? This is Luke chapter 13. He's at church on the Sabbath. There was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, nearly 20 years she's been hurting. Was bowed together, couldn't lift up her back trouble, whatever. When Jesus saw her, he called her to him and he said, Woman, you're loose from thine infirmity. Now, wait a minute. He should be asking about how good a Christian she is. No, uh uh-uh. He laid his hands on her. Immediately, she was made straight, glorified God. I get, man, I'd be screaming too. Woo. The ruler of the synagogue, the preacher there, oh, he got mad. Because Jesus healed on the Sabbath day. Man, I tell you what. (laughs) So what? And said to the people, there's six days when people ought to work. In them, come and be healed. Well, at least he knew you could get healed. (laughs) But this guy was mad at Jesus anyway. I'm sure this woman wasn't. Look what the Lord said. The Lord answered and said, you hypocrite. Doth not each one of you on the Sabbath day. In other words, he was saying, you take your your cow and you go take him to get water. Look what the phrase is. And ought not. Ought not. I don't care what you're faced with today. Ought not. Every one of us in this room. This is what Jesus is saying. This woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years be loosed. Wow. From this bond on the Sabbath day. Wow. Wow. You ought to be. All these blessings. Whoo. Don't go into a life wondering, well, I wonder what. No. You just say, Lord, I ought to be. This is not right. Whatever's going wrong in my life, it's not right. I ought to be blessed or whatever's going on, and he'll take care of it. Father, we thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that, just like this woman here. Financially, same thing. And if it's any other great problem, no matter what it is, a Goliath standing out there threatening to kill us, doesn't matter. You'll wipe it out. Even if we look like we're just not even uh, teenagers, it's, it's not us but you. And so, Lord, that didn't leave anything left for us to go tell other people about how great you are. Praise the Lord and what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, hallelujah.